From Alaska Team Media Institute, I'm Madison Knudsen. This is Film Club, a podcast series where our youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs spill the theoretical tea on a new movie. For this episode, rather than have a roundtable discussion about a new movie, we're going to hear from some filmmakers themselves. Sisters Kira and Kezia Anderson are from Healy, Alaska. Last year, they entered into a film competition called The Great Untold, put on by Netflix and Adobe. They submitted a trailer and were one of three finalists who were granted prize money, funding, equipment, and mentorship to create a short film. At the time, the Anderson sisters were living in New Mexico, so they flew home to create their Alaska set short film, Last to the Wild. It is now streaming on Netflix's YouTube channel, along with the documentary that covered the process of making the movie. At Me Senior producer Daisy Carter spoke with both sisters about their short film, creating a story that felt authentically Alaska, and how they came to their own decisions to leave their home state in pursuit of their dreams. Kira speaks first after Daisy's question. Can you talk a little bit about your background in filmmaking, like if you went to school or if you were just kind of an independent? I went to the University of Alaska Fairbanks, and that's pretty much where I discovered film. Um, And I majored in their film performing arts program, and I minored in art. Before that, uh, I would say that Kezi and I were always really interested in like art and like different like other you know, mediums, but we really hadn't done a whole lot with like cameras or filmmaking, but. Yeah, and I went, I went to school as well for film. Um, It was kind of just like the last year and a half that that's what I decided I wanted to do was film. So I didn't like, I feel like we didn't really get too much film experience, to be honest, until like the last year and a half, because we both kind of, I think we were like a year off in um, college. So, but yeah, that's kind of where I got into film too. That's awesome. You know, you mentioned that you made short films as a kid. I know the short films that I made when I was a kid were really sporadic and weird. And I was kind of curious about what um, what your films were like. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, I feel like we did a lot of like, we had an iPad or we might have like grabbed our mom's like point and shoot camera, I think, or like an iPhone. And um yeah, we would just make, yeah, very sporadic short films that probably didn't make a whole lot of sense. I think most of them were probably under a minute. Um, also, do you know, musically, it was like, yeah, before, yeah. I think, Kezi, I think, didn't we download that? And we would like, because it was one app that you could edit in somewhat. So there's, I don't think we ever posted publicly, but. Yeah, we would film stuff on there and, uh, you know, edit it there, but it's not out for a reason, you know it's nobody needs to see it yeah that's so funny yeah what were your short films like oh gosh I I did a film I did a film class in middle school and that's when like the Hunger Games came out so I would do like a lot of like spoof Hunger Games stuff because yeah we're like in the woods like yeah (laughs) that's really cool so the prompt for, you know, this competition was um, tell a story only you can tell. How did you arrive to the story that you pitched? So last year, Kezi and I um, 
we're currently located between Albuquerque, New Mexico and our hometown in Alaska. We kind of live back and forth um, for work purposes. So um, we had wanted to make a short film in Alaska. And when we were going back um, home to visit in the summer, we were like, you know, we should just make a trailer and I was gonna pitch it for some grants. Um, and that's pretty much where we were at. And then Kezia came across you know, the whole ad um, for pitching your thing to Netflix and Adobe on TikTok. And she was like, we should do this. So we were gonna kind of like kill two birds with one stone. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we were coming from. And we didn't know that there was gonna be a whole documentary about it or that we were gonna be filming right away. So yeah, we were thinking it was gonna be 15 minutes and that we'd get maybe if we won, we'd get some money and we'd make it like next year. Um, so that's kind of where we came at it. But as far as the story goes, I think just kind of based on like some of our experiences of like growing up in Alaska and like the struggle of like moving or seeing your friends move and also just kind of like some of the experiences that we've seen some of our friends kind of deal with. Um, but yeah, if Kezi wants to expound on that too. <laughs> Yeah, originally we had a much longer film idea and I it's not really close to what the final turned out to be like because it's so much shorter than we had thought about. So it's just the idea of like, you know, deciding if you want to leave this place you really love and like what really matters to you as far as like living in Alaska or, you know, having friends that are there. So I think our other idea was a lot longer. It's something that would not have fit in like the seven minutes that it ended up being so. Yeah, it's built off of the same concept, but yeah, definitely shortened a lot. I feel that for um, the Anchorage International Film Festival, I submitted for the after-school special. I had a script that was 30 pages, um, but when I talked to like some of my mentors there, they were like, yeah, no, this needs to be like shorter than 10 minute film. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so I had to cut like most of it out, but like just leave like the core stuff in so I can totally relate to that. Yeah, that's so hard. It is so hard because then it's like, because we had a lot of different elements going uh, that you can put in, yeah, like a 30 minute script versus, you know, a 10, 10 minute script. It's like, yeah, there was a lot of different elements. So yeah, you really do just have to like narrow it down to like, what's the core message, which was really hard to do um, because they had pretty much once we found out that we won um, Netflix and Adobe had like a whole boot camp that was like a two week like over like zoom classes that kind of were like script writing boot camp and kind of like the whole pre-production they tried getting us through all of that and so yeah that was really kind of intense to like narrow down something that was 15 minutes to originally they told us it was only going to be able to be five minutes so yeah I feel that yeah how long was that turnaround from like knowing getting the email to going to this boot camp so I think we found out that we were one of the three winners, I think like end of July. Um, and then about like four days later, I had about two weeks of Zoom call boot camps with the other two winners and some different mentors. And yeah, we went over script writing and then the whole pre-production process as much as possible over Zoom. And then the next week I flew back to Alaska, did a lot of location scouting with my dad um, and just a lot of prep, you know, getting costumes, getting props, um, collecting the trees, just a lot of different like prep stuff for it. And then the week after, I think, Kezia, did you fly in the week after me, I think? 
Yeah, I think so. I think the whole process from like finding out to having like the pretty close to finish product as far as edited was like six weeks. Yeah. And as far as like getting to the initial first day of filming, it was like four weeks from finding out that we had won. Yeah, that sounds super intense. Yeah, it was intense, but it was it was fun. I know you mentioned in, in the documentary that Netflix told that you're really good with like like pre-planning and like pre like you know doing all that stuff like that definitely I mean like that just helps any filmmaker really is doing a bunch of prep yeah I think I I agree and probably also you know you live in Alaska too so you know that like there's things in the lower 48 that if you need gear the next day you probably can get it but pretty much anything in Alaska weather gear you know even people you're working with you really have to plan out in advance because if you don't, it you're not it's not going to arrive on time and it's just not going to happen. Um, so I think Kezi and I definitely have that that mindset of like you have to plan it now or it's just not going to work. Probably somewhat from growing up in Alaska, so I think that that has kind of helped us, even like in filmmaking too. Yeah, which I think was like really good that we had a you know for our main crew was like an all Alaskan crew because they really understood that. But um, like, even as you can see, like in the documentary, like we had a problem where we didn't get sent all the gear that we needed. And then because we got it the day before we had to start filming, there was like nothing we could do. So luckily our dad was like there, like just inventing stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Watching that part of the film. And I think that was probably like the most Alaska thing you both said in the in the um, documentary was like, yeah, like you have to like pre-prep, you have to like stock up like on stuff, especially since, since you both are from like a very small, like remote town, like, th- like I'm from Eagle River. Like if I want to go to the grocery store, like it's five minutes down the road, but you both like have to grew up with, you know, those monthly, like big, you know, grocery trips. Yeah. And we're lucky too, cause we're, at least our town is located on the parks highway you know, so we're not, we don't have to fly in, but yeah, growing up, we definitely had large grocery shopping (laughs) trips and everything like that. There's a grocery store there, but it's only been there since like we went to college. So I think it came in like 2018 or something. So we didn't even have that growing up. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I I love small towns. So to me, that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is cool. cool. It's cool. Just not in the winter when you, it's hard to drive anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kezia, I know in the documentary you mentioned how you were the one to to find, you know, this Adobe film competition. Um, can you talk a little bit about your mindset or both of your mindset um, while filming and submitting just the application? Well, um, like Kira had already mentioned, like we had been talking about like this Alaska film we wanted to do. And I was like, Kira, you should direct this. She's like, I really want to direct this one. So we were like, cool. So we kind of already had that set. And then it just so happened that I was like on TikTok, you know, always on TikTok. And I saw this one, um, you know, ad for it. And then I started seeing other people, like people that I followed, like submitting for it. And I was just like, Kira, we should do this. You know, it's going to be really easy. So we were in Alaska and we just ended up filming it. we traveled quite a bit. I think we filmed some of it in Anchorage. Um, and then we, you know, we were in Healy, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. And then we like forgot about it and thought like, we'll just, you know, use this trailer for other things. Cause you know, probably not going to, this isn't going to go anywhere and we'll just have a trailer and we like the trailer. So, you know, we at least had that. 
Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> um, uh, it was also pretty fun because like we were kind of traveling around Alaska. So yeah, we were able to use some locations like that are located in Anchorage um, for the trailer that we'd want to use in the like actual film, but we just didn't have like the schedule to drive from Healy to Anchorage for the actual film. But yeah, yeah. I remember we were also kind of stressing over the edit because we were also like vacationing, you know, on our trip back to Alaska. So I think, you know, I kind of kept pushing it off, pushing it off. And then we finished editing it. I think the final day that you could like submit, uh, which is like kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was got a little stressful for a minute. Yeah, but we we really liked the edit and we were like, oh, this is really cool. Like the trailer is like what we want the you know the vibe of the film to be so yeah but that, I think that was one thing that when we were like or when you were like writing you know in boot camp like just traveling places because we had thought like we'll just go back to where were we for the airplane shot in the trailer we were in Anchorage um yeah I forget I what it's, it's called point warns off it's oh yeah yeah we were there and we were like oh we need that to be in the film but like you know we have to we only had three days to film it and it would be such a hassle to go there so and then there we didn't even really have a plane shot I composited a airplane and everything um and it's not even in the final so no it was set to be in the final but yeah there's some easter eggs in the film that you can hear the plane you just can't see it yeah yeah it was a a detail that got left off because uh Kezi did all the main editing you know and the whole assembly and everything for the film but um it was sent to another editor to like compile all of the like the finished color and the finished audio and everything like that. And I think somewhere along the way, uh, that clip of the airplane that she composited got left out. Yeah. Dang. Uh, that's always how it happens. You work so hard on like one specific thing and it doesn't get in. I yeah. know. I mean, at least it was a tiny shot though. It's not too long, so. Yeah we asked some people and they're like, oh, we didn't even know that there was supposed to be an airplane there. So I think, I think it doesn't bother anyone, but Kezi and I so far. So yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. So your film Last of the Wild is about the struggles of leaving Alaska. As you both are Alaskans who've lived here your whole life, but then moved to um, Albuquerque. How did you like personally find the strength to leave Alaska? Hmm. I think coming to the decision of like leaving Alaska for me, um, I, I feel like in college, I was always kind of surrounded by a lot of people that wanted to also leave Alaska, um, you know, because it was just kind of like their time to go. So I kind of felt the pressure that I kind of needed to leave too somewhat. Um, and our professor actually, um, who founded the film program at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. She's from um, New Mexico. And some of our friends were also in New Mexico. And she's like, well, maybe you should go, you know, there for film first. Straight out of me graduating, we went straight to New Mexico. And I think, I think it would have been a really, I mean, the move was hard, you know, moving out of Alaska, you have to, you know, ship everything out. We flew. Um, and it was a hard move for sure, being so far away from like my parents and everything like that. Um, and New Mexico is so different from Alaska, but I think the one thing that definitely 
made it better was that Kezi and I could at least be together, like, because we've always, like, been a team. So I think it would have been an even harder move if, like, we didn't get to both go um, together. Yeah, just, like, adding on that, like, I always, I mean, kind of, like, when you live in Alaska, you know, the winters are, like, really hard, and that was something I just always wanted to leave and uh you know just try somewhere else but yeah so when we moved to New Mexico it was like right before the pandemic happened so I think that was like another level that was like oh like I thought we'd be able to go back to Alaska in the summer but then that didn't happen and it was like a whole year until we could like you know go back to Alaska but like so that was hard but I can say it's probably easier than like times in the past when people didn't have FaceTime and stuff like that. Cause at least like, you know, I could FaceTime my parents and like other people that were still in Alaska um, whenever I wanted really. So that was like, that was another thing that made it easier, you know, besides moving with Kira and also having like some friends in New Mexico. Now, you know, with things kind of like settling down and stuff, um, it's easier to go back and forth from Alaska, but you know, it's still getting up to Alaska, no matter where you're at is always kind of like a feat in itself just to, you know, make that journey, but yeah. Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, I know my film teacher when I was, um, when I was in high school, he always mentioned about how like Albuquerque and New Mexico are like the like hot spots for filmmaking, um, which I always thought was really like random. Like I was like, oh, like in a desert, like that's where there's a bunch of like filming opportunities. Um, so I'm just curious, what type, what kinds of filming opportunities you have in Albuquerque? So there's like, yeah, oh, can you go. go ahead? You go okay, ahead. Okay. There's a lot, but listen, we like, I feel like I've been trying to like get, just like be on like a big film set for a while. And like, that's not happened besides like being like a extra or like something like that. So for me, it's not been the easiest. I've seen it for other people where it's been like really easy and like now they're in there and it's really good for them. But I think like what we've kind of been doing is because we started our own production company. Like we've been doing like more freelance things like and some and, you know, that's that's been pretty OK, but it's just like getting the work with that. So for me personally, New Mexico hasn't been like, oh, this is like the place to be for film. But I know for other people it has. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it definitely depends on like what you want to do. Um, there's a lot of like, I guess you could say like below the line positions in Albuquerque. Like there's a lot of opportunities there, but still like for like directing or above the line, um, they're all coming in from like LA and New York and stuff. So you do kind of get that a lot. Um, but so yeah it's kind of been interesting but some people you know New Mexico definitely has like a lot of opportunities and I have seen for a lot of people like it's easier for them to break in to the industry um in Albuquerque just because there's like less people and kind of like less competition but yeah kind of doing our own freelance thing um we've actually done quite a bit like the work that we've done mostly on sets beyond like acting and um background work has been doing bts on sets uh which has been really fun um because we've done like bts and like epk kind of stuff with our uh three-person crew that all owns our production company bleep media productions and so that's actually been really fun because um we can take bts photos and videos and sometimes the client will want edits and stuff so it's kind of like making your own creative choices and making a movie about a movie 
um, which is kind of fun because it gives us some like creative freedom that, you know, when you're PAing or, you know, you're not like one of the creative, I guess, um, collaborators, you kind of get to do that a little bit with BTS. So I think that's one thing that has been fun. Also, for me, I love the energy on sets like that, just, you know, that energy, but sometimes it can be a lot if you're always like right in the mix. Um, so for me, I, I enjoy BTS stuff and making documentaries about films uh, if I don't like get a creative role in it. Cause you can always kind of like take a step back, but also like show the appreciation for the work that these people are putting in, you know? I think it's a great way to be on sets uh, and just, you know, see how people work in their roles and like, you know, what are things that you can learn from that? So I like it. Yeah, I think I've learned so much. I mean, I think every set that I've been on, uh, it's so cool, even if you're not in a key position, just to watch like how people interact and you can like learn so much from like the dynamics on set and like how people work. So I agree, like BTS is like another way to kind of like watch how sets and people on set like work. That's cool. Can you put us into the mindset of what it was like to get that email from Netflix saying that you won the competition? So we were actually on a set uh, the day that we found out. There was a couple different interviews that I had to do with like, I guess you could call them like the casting team of um, The Great Untold. Um, so like I had met with some people. So we kind of knew that I would like that Last of the Wild was up as a potential winner. Um, and we had been on set doing BTS for a feature film. And then one day I was in the bathroom and I was like, I need to check my emails. And I saw this one email. I was like, this looks interesting. I'm like, this might be something. So I was like, Kezia, um, you know, where are you? And then also Eric, um, he's a he's a third owner of our business and he's also um, the lead Jesse in our film. Um, so we work together, all three of us a lot, like we co-own our company. So it was great to have all of us there um, when we found out. So I think getting the email for me was just kind of like surreal and a little scary because it was like, I never expected, you know, to like be one of the top three winners. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really insane, honestly, because I had, I knew like a lot of the creators that had submitted and they had like made it to the final um, round. And I was like, there's no way that like we're gonna win. So yeah, I was like so excited. And yeah, it was really crazy. Coming up next, the Anderson sisters talk about working with Maisie Richardson Sellers, the mentor who guided them throughout the process of making their movie. We'll be right back. Alaska Teen Media Institute is looking for youth to join our team. As a youth producer, you can conduct interviews like the one you're listening to right now, edit audio, record voiceovers, help write scripts, and much more. And all of that is paid work. So if you are between the ages of 13 and 24, living in Alaska, and interested in joining ATME, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join. You can also email us at news at alaskateenmedia.org. 
Now back to Daisy's interview with Kira and Kezia Anderson. You know, your mentor, Maisie Richardson Sellers, um, can you kind of talk about how um, you work together on some of the and some of the pieces of advice that she gave you? Maisie was incredible to work with. She was there pretty much from the very beginning of the process. Um, and, you know, script writing for me has never been like the easiest part of the process. I, I'm more of like a visual person, so I can see a story visually, um, but usually Kezia actually is the one that helps me like write the script or like I give her an idea or like we collaborate on an idea. And then usually Kezia kind of like writes the scripts that we've ever like done. Um, but this time it was like, since I was kind of like pronounced the winner, since I was like gonna be the director of it, um, I had to go through the boot camp. So Maisie was incredible in like pushing me to write a better script, essentially, um, and like really ask those questions that are sometimes hard to answer. Like, you know, since it is only five minutes, like what is the core message you want to tell? Um, so yeah, she was really helpful through all of that. And also then, um, you know, early on, she was just like, you know, I'm just here to bounce ideas, you know, let me know if there's anything you need help with, but I'm not here to like, you know, tell you what to do or anything like that. I'm just here, you know, to bounce ideas and give advice. And so that was incredible to have on set as well, because she was there for all of the days that we did filming. Um, so it was great to always just like, kind of like look back and be like, hey, Maisie, did that hit? You know, did that sound did that work and um, just get that extra feedback, you know, for some scenes that I kind of need a little help on. And then also she would have um, some different shot ideas too that sometimes we would grab um, just to have like extra options for the edit. And then through the editing process, she was always like super encouraging because, um, you know, you get so much different feedback throughout all stages of the process. But when it came to editing, Kezia and I got a lot of feedback in a lot of different um, ways from a lot of different people. So it was always nice having like Maisie always give like super specific notes. Um, Cause I don't know if you've ever gotten like when you're in the edit and somebody's like, yeah, it just doesn't hit right. Or it's just like, I don't know, something feels a little weird. And you're like, okay, I appreciate the feedback but that doesn't, that's not really helping me. Um, but she would always have like super specific um, advice and was always like super encouraging throughout the whole time, which I think we both really appreciated. <laughs> At least I know I did just having like that extra encouragement because it is a lot of different, you know, moving parts and pieces and can be kind of stressful at some points. But yeah, no, Maisie's, Maisie's incredible. That's so awesome. Um, so part of the winning part of winning the competition was that you received a budget of $10,000. Um, what did it feel like to have like $10,000 as the budget? So actually what it was is that each of the three winners got $10,000 of prize money. Um, so that was money that I got to keep um, as like compensation for, I guess, yeah, giving them the film and yeah. So that was like the prize money. Um, there, there was a budget for the film outside of the prize money and like the prize money wasn't like the, what you had to use for the budget. Which I originally thought when Kezi and I were submitting that the $10,000 was the money that would go towards your film, like, you know, like a grant. Um, so that's what I had been thinking. Um, but yeah, the budget was about, 
I'm not sure if I can say it, but yeah. Yeah, but basically we had a budget and they also, um, you know, Sony was like part of it. And so they gave us their whole camera kit, um, the FX6 and several lenses. And that's what we used to um, film it. And they also provided us with sound gear and we brought in some of our own. And then all of our crew members and actors also catering and then some like housing for some of our additional crew and stuff like that. So yeah, that all was paid as well. So the budget goes by really quickly. <laughs> yeah. How did you put your crew together? So I think when we found out, like, it was always really important to Kezi and I to have our crew and our cast be, like, all Alaskan, um, just because, you know, we don't get a whole lot of, like, narrative film opportunities in Alaska. You know, we just called a lot of our friends that, that you know, were local Alaskan filmmakers. Um, a lot of, pretty much everybody um, was people we'd met in college while we were making films there, you know? Um, so yeah, we called a lot of people and saw who was available and just put together our team. And then the first AD is Enrique. He's from New Mexico. And I think kind of when Kezi and I were going through the list of like, oh, you know, so-and-so would really love to do this. They'd be really good at that. You know, we were kind of putting our team together and we didn't really have somebody for like the first AD. And we we're like, you know what? Maybe we should bring in like Enrique because our our team is a lot of fun and we were like, we need somebody that was going to fit in with the mix, but also somebody that like is far enough away from the group that like, you know, feelings won't be hurt because sometimes, you know, tensions get high on set. So I think that's kind of, so that is one member that's not Alaskan, but everybody else is like born and raised Alaskans. Um, so yeah, it was really important for us to have our crew be all Alaskan as much as possible. That's awesome. Kezia, I know you you were credited as the cinematographer, but I noticed that um, in your documentary, you had a camera operator. What was it like having a um, DP and um, a camera operator? Um, yeah, so I was the yeah cinematographer DP, I guess. And um, I've worked with Ian like quite a few times, like on film projects. And I think he's always been the camera operator. So, um, which is so good. Like he's, he's so good as, as that. And so, um, I don't know. I, I honestly don't, I don't even know. It's really cool. I like it. I like not having to be the one to like, you know, do all the camera work and just be able to like, look at it and see like how it's, how it's actually coming across. Cause like when you're there and you know if I was going to be camera operating I did a little bit but like you know like one or two shots um and then I got a bunch of inserts that we did like later on but it's so hard to like really be able to sit back and see what you're getting unless you're just like there looking at the monitor and stuff so yeah I like really like having a camera off for sure yeah and with Ian uh he's also a licensed drone pilot and so in the like submission trailer I got those drone shots but like I have a drone but I'm not like a licensed drone pilot to like do commercial work um so for like Netflix and Adobe you needed to be for this project um so that was also another great thing and he also provided some of the equipment that didn't come in from LA um he had some of that stuff and then also Max um the AC yeah because he's worked with both of them a lot I mean so have I um but they're a great camera team and yeah they're awesome yeah, I feel like they're they're always down to do like, you know, whatever we need to get done. And so I always I always like working with them. 
they have really creative visions and it's always great to have more people that want to like carry the heavy camera you know and, and do all that other stuff you know I, I'd carry it too I'd carry it too. yeah you did <laughs> you carried the camera a lot but you know it's always nice to hand it off um, I gave Max the camera for a little bit and he like went and got like all these I think it's like one of the some of the first couple of shots of the film like with the hand going through like the fireweed and stuff like that like he got a lot of artsy shots in there so I was happy about that for the edit and like Ian he donated some drone shots that we weren't able to get on the day of um, just like some different drone shots of Alaska because he like he gets a lot of really nice drone shots so yeah it's great working with them. Our, our whole team was so great and positive they were down and like when I first uh when Kezi and I were first reaching out you know to our film friends about this like we weren't um supposed to say like that this was for Netflix and Adobe because uh, this was before they had released the like information um saying announcing the winners or anything so Kezi and I were just like yeah guys you know we got a little bit of funding and we we want to know if you're available and you know everybody was like oh yeah we don't even care if we get paid we just really you know want to do this film and everything like that and I don't know it was it was so heartwarming that like you know our crew was just like yeah we just want to be there you know we're so excited that you're doing something you're coming back to Alaska and then they found out that it was for Netflix and Adobe and they were like what you didn't tell us and we're like well, we weren't supposed to, but yeah. And they were also uh, super excited about the documentary aspect because, you know, some people are like not used to being like in front of the camera. And I know like when Kezi and I have done BTS, you know, some crews are more camera shy than others. Um, but luckily, you know, they found out that there was going to be a documentary like, oh, that's cool. I don't even think it really phased them. They were just like, okay, I guess we're going to be filmed while we do this as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. And it was kind of going on like uh, a little bit about the crew, yeah. So, you know, we were filming this in Healy, but none of our crew other than Kezi and I and our parents live in Healy. Um, you know, everyone else lives in Fairbanks or Anchorage or other parts of the state. So, you know, some people had to fly in, some people had to drive in. Um, so we needed to house pretty much everyone because um, there was no other places. So we got this camper from one of our dad's friends that we were able to kind of like rent for a couple of days for a really good price. So yeah, and then some people stayed in our house with us. And then our mom did an incredible job like doing all the catering and she converted our like garage into kind of like a base camp. Um, so I think that was also like, a core memory from the whole experience was just having like all of our friends and like uh yeah just like friend filmmakers just like in one area like each night each morning we would just be like in our base camp you know having breakfast together having dinner together um having a fire pit together and stuff like that and so I think that was also a lot of fun um that I don't think they really highlighted um a whole lot in the documentary because like that was kind of like after hours after like the documentary team had kind of wrapped and everything like that um but yeah that was a lot of fun and I think also just because like a lot of us had like recently graduated too from or some of us were still in college um and you know like once you kind of like leave college and stuff you're like wow am I ever gonna like work with these people again you know everybody's going in such different directions um and doing different things so I think it was really cool that we all got to come together. Yeah, I think um, my favorite shot is when you all are like eating out of the canteen, <laughs> like, and you see a moose, like, oh my gosh, that really just like warmed my heart. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, that was really fun. Yeah, you know, mentioning how you had like your friends and like as most of your friends as a crew and you're filming, you know, this thing like for Netflix and Adobe. 
Um, what was it like to film in your own backyard for the, such a big company? You know, um, it was definitely easy to get in my head about it, um, just because it's like, you know, there's not really a whole lot about Healy, and it was just kind of like, everything was happening so quickly too, like the turnaround time. So it was kind of like a lot to process. And then also not just making a film, but like, you know, there's also a documentary team um, who were so awesome. The documentary team is fabulous that made this. Um, they were so cool to work with, which made it a lot like easier to kind of be like, you know, comfortable with the cameras, like literally on you at all times. We were mic'd the entire day um, of a filming. So, you know, like, yeah, just making sure that, it was kind of a lot just to make sure that like, yeah, you're directing a film, but you're also being filmed and there's going to be a documentary that comes out about this process. So I think just like for me, it was just like focusing on like the most important thing, like, you know, staying positive, having good vibes on set and making this film that, you know, you're really passionate about and like telling this story um, ultimately, you know, so I think, I think that's kind of like what kept my like focus because it's definitely easy to be like, oh, to really stress out about like, oh, there's so many things going on and like, you know, to process all of that. I mean, I thought it was cool to film in our own backyard. I think kind of like Kara said, it's like just, you know, none, none of our friends even had even been to our house because it's so like out of the way, like he's going to, you know, drive two hours or five hours. Um, you know, because we mostly hang out in Fairbanks or Anchorage, really. So that was, like, weird because none of our friends had even been there. And then the documentary crew, I loved it. I think it's so fun to film the other side. Like, because, you know, a lot of the times all you see about films are, like, the actors and stuff, which is cool. But, like, there's so many other people that put in a lot of time and creative energy into things. So I was just, like, really appreciative that we had something to kind of, like, um, you know, remember it by and like, not just like, oh, what the actors thought about it or anything, but like what the whole crew thought about it, like what, you know, Kira, the creator, like was thinking about it and that whole process. So yeah, that was really cool. And, and, you know, there's other element kind of like she talked about where you feel like kind of protective about like where you live and stuff. And especially Alaska, because I've always had this thing where, you know, there's a lot of people that come and visit and there's a lot of tourists and they want to see it, but you know, they don't have to live there. And it's just that kind of like bittersweet feeling of like, yeah, it's, it's cool for you. But like, there are people that live here. And there's so many, you know, documentary um, series and stuff that all these people who don't even live here are making so much money off of. And that's kind of where it was like, it felt bittersweet to be like, yeah, a lot of people are going to see this or could possibly see this and we're going to be sharing it. So that was kind of a hard part. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Because like, you know, a lot of the reality TV and a lot of, yeah, a lot of like producers and stuff. And most things that get made in Alaska, they're from people outside of the state. And, you know, I just really want to see like more people, you know, getting funding that are local Alaskans that get to tell their own Alaskan stories. And it's not, you know, just people from the lower 48 or other countries just coming in and being like, oh, I want to tell your Alaskan story. I just, yeah, I think Kezi and I really just wanted, which was another reason why we really wanted our crew there that was all like all Alaskan too, is just like, I really want other people and other Alaskans to be able to tell their stories and, you know, get funding, be able to put it on a platform and like not have other people speak for them, you know? Yeah, because that's, that's also like the whole reason that one of the biggest reasons we left Alaska is because there's no like huge like film narrative community, you know, in Alaska. Um, because it is so far out of the way and, and you know there's just not there's just not a lot there so 
Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And I'm so happy that you, that you both came here to tell, I would say, a very Alaskan story of like, you know, struggling to, to leave or to, you know, stay and the struggles of people, you know, who, who are here, who do stay, um, you know, having to deal with, you know, being the only one left, you know, I think that that's a very, that's a very unique, you know, story to Alaska. So I'm really happy you guys chose that. And it was really refreshing to see, you know, like a story that um, Alaskan youth deal with. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Cause um, I think going through the process, like writing and stuff, like we were dealing with, you know, working with a lot of different producers that are not from Alaska or anything like that. So to them, the story wasn't like, I think they liked the story, but they were always like, well, why would anybody really like this story? Or like, does this really relate to anybody? So I think like, one thing that's meant a lot to me is to like hear feedback from other Alaskans being like, no, this story totally like makes sense. So I think that that's also was like a big curveball for us, just like being able to like try to tell our uh, story or vision to like the producers and other creatives that were not like from Alaska and trying to explain like, you know, well, why this is important. So I'm glad that I'm glad you liked it. Yes, I I was in my office like tearing up like oh my god oh. like this is such like this is such this is such an Alaskan story like without it being like like the mysteries of Alaska or like something like that. Yeah, I'm so glad that means so much. Thank you. So you two are um, you know creative sisters, which I think is really cool. And what is it like to be on set and kind of have that like creative? connection with each other um on set and even post-production um it's really cool but it's also very interesting to work around because I would say while we have a similar sort of style I think like we get each other's ideas like really well probably better than most other people would um it's just the ways that we go about it that I think is different and we've had to work through because it's you know it has resulted in arguments I would say like you know, the last of the wild process was like pretty argument free, I would say for the most part, it didn't have to do as much with like, creativity for the most part It had to do with just like, you know, how to deal with all these other people that we're working with, because that was something that we've never had to work with on like this level before. So that was kind of just that thing. But it was more like us, you know, together, not like us like separate, but it's just like, I, I would say just like our forms of communication are kind of different. And that's where it we kind of have issues sometimes. So it's interesting. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I think over the years we've gotten a lot better though. Um, also, cause sometimes we'll be like, oh, we should co-direct or something like that. But I think for me, like when I read Kezia's scripts or like when she, when I tell her my stories or something, I think we always pretty instantaneously understand like what the other person's vision is most of the time. But like, even though we have like similar aesthetics and we like a lot of the same things, we just present it very differently and we have very different ways of approaching it. Um, so I think sometimes when we have like, when we try to overlap positions or like, you know, yeah, if like we were like co-directing or something um, or sharing the same position, I think that's sometimes where like arguments have like, or disagreements just cause like uh, communication issues. But this time, you know, having Kezia DP, I direct and like, you know, we definitely like had a very clear vision of what we wanted. Um, so yeah, it was great. And like Kezia said, I think if anything, if any like tension did arise, it was more like her and I 
trying to figure out how to um, deal with a situation that we've not dealt with before or like, you know, other people and yeah, just such a large scale. But yeah, Kezia is always, always great to work with because yeah, I think she's definitely like my key lifelong collaborator uh, and other people like you could describe something to them, but to have somebody that like actually understands what you're saying and you don't have to say very much, it's, it's sometimes hard to find. So yeah. It's our years and years of knowing each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the year long, you know, sisterhood. So yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, after all this, after, you know, doing this collaborative thing, you know, with Netflix and Adobe, has your film's release brought any new opportunities? That's a good question. Um, I've, uh, you know, gotten some, we've had some different interviews, which have been awesome, um, like news interviews and stuff. But for the most part, um, I haven't really had any, like, um, I guess you could say, like, work or other, like, artistic, like, oh, make a film for us or, you know, work with a brand or anything like that come out of it yet. But I feel like, um, I feel like something probably will come of it just it hasn't quite yet but we're waiting <laughs> we're still waiting you know we're still you can hire us anybody can hire us still yeah still looking for work always always looking for work always looking for collaborations um but yeah I think uh you know if anything even if people don't reach out to us um I think just having it on our resume or just being able to say that to people, um, you know, because we've tried to do some different stuff in Alaska before, but like before our resumes just weren't as like built out. Um, but, you know, doing work in New Mexico and other stuff and then also having this, I think, uh, yeah, will definitely like open doors. Even if the doors don't seem like they're opening now, I, I have no doubt that in the future it will definitely help. And yeah, if nothing else, we have a film that I really enjoy so yeah yeah and I think too like even if we don't get direct opportunities it's just like helped change my mindset in a way in the sense that like you know we you know we put it out there and you know people liked it and so you know you won the contest so I don't know if anything like just that alone it's like oh that's that's so cool and like you know it just kind of made me think that you can just put out anything out there that you really want to and hopefully it'll work out yeah, I think it kind of like validated in a way, even just like them being interested, like Netflix and Adobe being interested, like, and just going through like the interview process, like, we're not sure if we're going to pick you yet, but like, you're one of the finalists. That was even just like a huge validation, like as like an Alaskan and also just like as a female in the film industry, you know, because like often, you know, Kezi and I often have like more like whimsical or like, even though like Last of the Wild is like more of a direct story, there's a lot of like whimsical elements and stuff and like a little bit of like non-linear editing and stuff. And we've had like feedback from other people being like, mm, that just doesn't really like work in mainstream, you know, filmmaking. And that just isn't like very marketable. So just being able to see that like, no, people are actually interested in this, even like larger companies and production companies are interested in this. Yeah, I think it was like, a huge validation that like yeah you can do it and if you have an idea even if your style is not like mainstream even if it is like there's a market for you and there's definitely people that are interested in your art it's just like finding a way to put it out there you know yeah yeah that's awesome I know this is like a really like big like hefty question but you know like what is next like what are you guys what are you guys' plans for um for the future 
think for me, um, definitely pursuing more stuff in acting and directing. Um, we have a couple ideas for some, you know, films, um, short films um, in the future. And yeah, just constantly pursuing, you know, filmmaking and acting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know saying like, I think we, we just want to keep making more films and just, you know, now that we've done Last of the Wild, I think just like, yeah, just making more things, just making them better and hopefully, you know, get to feature length um, eventually. Um, but yeah, I think just like surrounding yourself with good people and finding those people because having moved from Alaska, like, you know, we have our crew there, but like, you know, what is it in other places? So hopefully just like meeting more people to like, you know, build up other crews and stuff is like really cool as well yeah and then like combining those communities too because yeah you know, although we live back and forth from like Alaska and like New Mexico and stuff like being able to you know if we know Alaskans that want to move you know to the lower 48 you know trying to build a community so they feel welcome in other places or you know also bringing people that are really supportive and like don't just want to take from Alaska, but like support Alaska, bringing those interests back to Alaska. Um, so yeah, just kind of like trying to build that like film community and like kind of like, yeah, I think that's also another part of it. Wow, that is so awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Um, I feel like I learned a lot and, you know, congratulations. I don't know if I even said that in the beginning, like congratulations to like winning this and to like being a part of this. I think, you know, as you mentioned earlier, like it's such a rare occurrence, you know, to have women in Alaska filmmaking. So I'm so happy that, you know, Netflix, you know, recognized that and was, gracious enough to like give you give you all this opportunity so um yeah so congratulations <laughs> thank you so thank much you. yeah thank you thank you and thank you for having us on uh, this podcast we're so excited to talk about the film and talk about you know alaska and our filmmaking journey that was Abby senior producer daisy carter speaking with alaska-born filmmakers kira and kezia anderson you can watch their short film, Last of the Wild, on Netflix's YouTube channel. You've been listening to Film Club, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by Kendrick Whiteman. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to the supporters of our podcast, including Alaska State Council on the Arts. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are a youth ages 13 to 24 who loves movies and is interested in being a part of our film club, go to alaskateenmedia.org join to find out more. Or you can email us at news at you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Madison Knudsen. Thanks for listening.